good morning everyone good morning all. firstly before i even begin can everyone hear me okay just checking could have known there's technical issues i'm just concerned on my own my ones <laughs> yes we yeah, can hear okay. you yes we know thank you thanks wonderful well good morning everyone it's great to see all of you uh, online um just to really echo the welcoming that uh Nen has already given, but even before that, just to thank um, uh, Oli leading prayer this morning for those that joined prayer, Nena for the coordination so far, thank you, and the wonderful time of worship that we had from Jean-Marc, Marcy and the team, uh, thank you, and Mel with communion, the wonderful time uh, just remembering the death and resurrection of our Lord Jesus, so uh, thank you guys for that, but also yes, to just extend the warm welcome to all of our guests once again, so wonderful to have you all online, uh, Jadiel, Daphne, great to see you, um, Kofi, Beatrice, Paula, great to see you guys, Woogie, um, my sister Shirley, Sandy, bless you guys, my mum, she's online, um, welcome mum, Auntie Florence, I can see you there, welcome Auntie, um, Emmanuel, Anita and family, good to see you guys, and of course Arnold, my guy, bless you. Love to love you to 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 be to join us, um, but welcome all of you once again. Hope you're all well. Um, thank God for for all of you joining us this morning. So right now I want to uh, just quickly pray. Um, just ask the Lord just to speak through me as I share the word this morning. So just join me as I pray. Father, I thank you for the privilege that uh, I have to be able to share your word this morning. I pray that, Lord, that you will use me as your mouthpiece to share. That, Lord, that your Holy Spirit will lead me in all that I say and all that uh, is that takes place. That your Holy Spirit will take complete control. We ask, oh God, that in our respective homes, wherever, wherever we are, those who are listening, the Lord, that you will speak to each and every person. Draw us close to you. Open up our eyes to see. Open our ears to hear the things you want us to hear so that we'll be closer to you. And that, Lord, that we have a deeper relationship with you. So we give you thanks and we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. So this morning, I want to share um, on the word. I've entitled the word Kingdom, Kingdom Disciple. Uh, and this will be part one. But the, the title is Being Led by the Holy Spirit. Being Led by the Holy Spirit. Now, I know in the past, um, I think I've, I've shared... Um, words about the Holy Spirit uh, in, in different ways. Um, this word is really looking at the whole aspect of, of kingdom. And, you know, I, I shared before about kingdom lifestyle um, and different aspects of the kingdom. Obviously, as, as a church in CLF, we're looking at kingdom impact and impacting God's kingdom and what it means to be part of God's kingdom and making an impact um, in different ways. Um, and with this word, we're looking at what it means to be a kingdom disciple. But as part of that, what it means to be a kingdom disciple and being led by the Holy Spirit. Now, this, this is the topic that is really close to my heart, but it's something I've been asking the Lord to help me with. Um, during this whole lockdown, um, since last March, for me personally, the whole lockdown has taken me out of my routine, routine that I had in terms of just how I would generally uh, function with my time, going to work, spending time with the Lord, um, with my family, etc. 
and the lockdown has really taken me out of my routine completely. And I've had to try and put in a new routine, which, if I'm honest, I've struggled with um, on a daily on a daily basis. And even in relationship with my with, with the Lord, I would say that since lockdown, it's been a it's been a battle because I've been trying to put a new routine in. Um, and it's not it's not been uh, easy at all. Um, and I'm being I'm just being very honest uh, for myself. You know, some days I think I, I I allow myself to be led by the Holy Spirit in what I'm doing, <clears throat> but other days I I allow other things to influence me more, like my feelings or opinions of others, or you know sometimes maybe being proud if certain things take place. So it has been, definitely been a struggle for me. Um, but with this topic, I'm, I really thought the Lord wanted me to share and take time to go into this. I don't want to rush this at all. Um, it's a series, so you know we're, we're going to be looking at this when I share over a number of weeks or so. So I'm going to take my time and allow the Holy Spirit to lead me as I share uh, this word. Um, but I want to teach it in a way that equips us to really develop a lifestyle of daily surrender and obedience to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not an alien. The Holy Spirit isn't some, some being that, you know, we can't relate to or some, some, someone or something that is um, unrelatable. The Holy Spirit, basic definition, is God living inside of us. That, that is it, you know. God living inside of us. And it's for us as children of God to recognize the privilege that we have, that God himself is inside of us. So everything that we could ever need or ever want, we just have to ask him. And if we're willing to listen and hear to what he has to say and obey the very things that he's asking us to do, we will benefit in, a, in, in so many ways. So as part of the stuff that I'm going to be sharing, um, I'm going to be going over a few basic, what I call them basic or foundational matters, to really help us to catch the spirit of this message and to apply it. So for some of us, you may be hearing things that you've heard before. Um, and if you do, then you know, that's, it's fine, you know, because repetition is, is one of the key ways in which we learn. Um, for others, you may be hearing things for the first time again, you know, whatever position that you're in, I just encourage you to just to grasp and, and really hold on and latch on to what is being shared. So as a kingdom disciple, and that's yourself, you are a kingdom disciple. I am a kingdom disciple. So you need to know the things in your life as a kingdom disciple that influence you. And whatever those things in your life that influence you, you need to commit them or surrender those things to God. Anything in your life that you know that has some kind of influence over you. It could be good, it could be bad, whatever it is. As a kingdom disciple, we need to surrender and commit those things to God so that God has control of those things. You know, the famous song or the famous gospel song or hymn, um, which is called I Surrender All. I'm sure everyone knows this song. Very uh, traditional uh, uh, gospel hymn. It was actually written by uh, an American art teacher, believe it or not. Um, a guy named uh, Judson W. Van, Van, Van der Winter. Uh, written in the late 1800s. 
And it includes a verse that goes like this. It says, all to Jesus, I surrender. Make me savior, holy thine. Let me feel the Holy Spirit. Truly know that thou art mine. And then the chorus goes, I surrender. I surrender, I surrender unto thee, my blessed savior. I surrender. So we know all know the song. It is our soul. And I'm going to speak a bit more about this later on. Our soul, your soul is your, your intellect, soul, your intellect, your character, the part of you that makes you unique in a number of ways. It's that part that you need to surrender to God. It's that part that brings influence. It's that part that uh, as I said, makes you unique. It makes you who you are. And it's that part that we need to commit to God to allow the Holy Spirit to lead us and guide us. And just as in the song, uh, for I Surrender All, it says, let me feel the Holy Spirit. In order for you to feel the Holy Spirit and, and be led by the Holy Spirit, we need to surrender elements of our soul and our character and our behavior to the Lord. And again, looking at our soul, it could be positive or negative. For example, an aspect of our soul could be that of the person. Remember, your soul was talking about your character, talking about your, your intellect, the part that makes you uniquely you. So there could be a part of you that is very impatient. You want things done ASAP. When you want something, you have something on your heart to do. You want it done quickly. You want it done straight away. Now, if that part of your soul, you haven't surrendered it to God, what it means or what it likely will mean is that when the Holy Spirit is trying to speak to you about something, you're likely to miss what the Holy Spirit is saying because you're just concerned about things being done straight away. So the Holy Spirit may be saying or pointing or prompting you to do something or show you something else. But because your soul and that part of your, your, your soul is that you want things done quickly, when the Holy Spirit speaks, you're more than likely to miss or dismiss what, what the Holy Spirit is saying to you. That's one example. Or another example, which is let's say a bit more positive, could be that you're somebody that in your soul that you like to help people, which is good, of course, it's good to help people without shadow of a doubt, we should do so. But maybe you're helping people at times, it's done in a way whereby you always want to say yes, you want to please people, you always want to do for people. And again, if that's not surrendered to God, what will happen at times is that when the Holy Spirit is speaking to you about something or maybe about someone, because you're so uh, consumed by wanting to help and please somebody, the Holy Spirit may be saying for you to say something to that person that will bless them. But because you may receive and hear and think, yeah, Lord, you want me to say this, but no, that's not going to make them happy. That's going to upset them. So then you dismiss what the Holy Spirit has said. But actually by doing that, what you've done is that you've disobeyed the Holy Spirit. And because you're leaning towards the side of you that always wants to please somebody, you're focusing on that side more than what the Holy Spirit is saying. So I hope you're understanding where I'm coming from and what I'm saying here, but we need to surrender our ways before him, which is where the song comes from, or that part of the song. To let me feel the Holy Spirit. In other words, let me, let, me, let me be led by the Holy Spirit. Let me be directed. So when the Holy Spirit speaks, that I feel what the Holy Spirit is saying so that I can do what he wants me to do. That's part of what that song is saying in my surrender one. So obedience to the Holy Spirit is of paramount importance. It's fantastic to hear 
ultimately we need to hear what the Holy Spirit is saying to us. But then when we hear what he's saying to us, we have to obey what the Holy Spirit is saying. But I'm saying we have to obey. It's a choice. You don't have to obey the Holy Spirit. But a wise man and a wise woman which I know that you are. If the Holy Spirit speaks to you, you will obey what the Holy Spirit is saying to you. Because anything that the Holy Spirit is speaking to you about that you do will bring an almighty blessing, not just to yourself, but to those around you uh, in relation to your life. So just think of this. Have you ever imagined what life would be like if you allowed the Holy Spirit to lead you in everything that you do? I mean, just, just think about it. Think of the things maybe that you would have gained or even in fact, think of the unnecessary things that you would have avoided. You know, with, with that in mind, I, I watched a, a series on, on Netflix recently, um, which is called uh, When They See Us. You know, some of you may have heard of this before. It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's based on a true story um, in America where these um, teenagers in America around, I think it was around 1989 or so, they were in New York. They went to a group of uh, boys, teenagers, were just mucking around. They went to a park, uh, I think the famous Central Park in New York. And whilst they were there, they were just, just being rowdy, um, kind of not doing anything major, but I think they were just kind of a big crowd going around, just kind of, you know, getting in people's way and all that kind of stuff. But whilst that was taking place, a guy grabbed a woman and raped a woman, beat the woman nearly to the point of death. And this happened all during a time where these boys were in the park and just playing around and doing stuff like that. So then a, a bystander saw the woman literally just um, on the side of, of the road, uh, unconscious and what have you, they called the police. So the police came. And lo and behold, because these boys were around, they arrested the boys. But the boys had nothing to do with, obviously, with the rape. But because they were in the area at the time, the police arrested them. And to cut a long story short, uh, the police basically forced these boys to confess that they raped this girl. The boys had nothing to do with it, as we know. And this is the true story. These are all... I think that they, in the end, I think there were five five um, boys were were uh, were charged with rape, uh, attempted murder of this lady that they had nothing to do with. They were all from the ages of I think one was from the ages of twelve to twelve to six, sixteen, I think so. And what made the matter even worse is that one of the boys that was all, all of them were found guilty, by the way. And they spent like nearly like 15 years in prison. But I'll, I'll come back to that. But one of the boys that was uh, found guilty, he didn't even go to the park. What happened was, was that he, when he saw that his friend had been arrested, he was on his way home, I think. And then when he saw his friend being arrested, he said he's going to go to the police station with his friend just to, to make sure that he's okay. Can you imagine? And that boy was the eldest of all of them. So when the others were charged, charged um, found guilty, the other four, they, were, they went to juvenile prison, but he was 16 at the time. So he went to adult prison for, I think, for 15 years. Go, go on Netflix and watch the film, because the film is, when I watched it, 
all types of emotions were going through me because number one, it's a true story. But number two, it made me, and it applied to, it applies to what I'm sharing today about being led by the Holy Spirit. Now for that boy in particular, um, who didn't even go to the park, out of goodwill, he decided to go to the police station with his friend. And whilst he was there, him and all of his friends were being forced by the police to confess. In the end, all of them confessed because the police forced them. Their parents weren't there. They had no legal representation. The police forced them to make a confession and they recorded it and all of them confessed and made up a lie by the police to say that they raped this girl. Complete lies. In the end, thank God, I think around 2002 or so, the person that actually committed the rape confessed. And all five of those guys that were in prison were released. I think they were given the, the highest payout in the history of America. They were given, I think, like 41 million pounds in compensation. But obviously, you know, money can't buy back the years that they lost. But this is, the, this is all the true story. When they see us, Netflix, watch it when, when you can. But the point I'm making is this. Had they been led by the Holy Spirit, when all their friends were telling them, let's all go to the park, let's all go to the park and just do whatever it was. Had they been led by the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, I'm pretty sure, would have said to them, don't go to the park, just go home. There's even a part in the film where the, the, the one, the oldest one who, who um, um, went to adult prison, he was in a chicken shop with his friend. And they knocked, they were banging on the door telling him to come. And he, he didn't go to the park, but he went to where they were. And eventually that's where he saw his friends and then he went to the police station. But they kept repeating that part when they were banging on the window. And they did two scenes. They did one scene where he, obviously where he went, because the, the true story was that he actually went to the scene and he was arrested. But then it showed another scene when he was in prison, because he was recollecting or, or, or doing a... a he was kind of thinking back as to what happened whilst he was in prison. And he showed another scene where, the, where they were banging on the window and he told them, no, 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 I'm not going to come. And they were showing what happened after that. In his mind, he was imagining what would have happened. But had he been left by the Holy Spirit and he had not responded or went with them, we know he would have, he, he would, his life would have been completely different because he would not have spent 15 years what crime he did not commit. So being led by the Holy Spirit is so important. See, the Holy Spirit speaks and instructs us all completely differently. So it's important not to follow the crowd. The way the Holy Spirit speaks to me is different to the way the Holy Spirit may speak to you. But this is where it's so important that each and every one of us need to spend time with the Lord to hear how the Lord speaks to us. And the Bible says that my sheep know my voice and they hear. You know, another video that I saw was these school children went to a farm and they were all instructed to call the sheep. And all of them were doing their best to call the sheep. The sheep didn't even bat an eyelid. The sheep just carried on eating grass. All of them took it in turn. They were all calling out to the sheep in different ways, making noises, banging on the, the, the fence, etc. The sheep didn't even flinch, didn't even pay any form of attention. Then the farmer came and he did some 
peculiar sounding call that obviously he does. As soon as the farmer made this, uh, this, this shout, all of them in, in like in, 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 in uniform, they all put their heads up. They looked at him and then within two seconds, they all ran from where they were straight toward the farmer. It was amazing. And they did that because they know his voice. And it's the same with us. Every single one of us needs to be in a position based on our relationship with God and based on spending time with him in order to know his voice. As I said before, the Holy Spirit speaks to me in different ways. He speaks to you in different ways. But first and foremost, you need to recognize his voice. You need to know his voice. And that only comes from spending time with the Lord. You cannot, uh, you cannot shortcut this process. The more time you spend reading the word of God, the more time you spend trying to understand God, the more time you spend praying and saying, Lord, you know, I've read this. I don't understand how this works in your word. I don't understand how, when it comes to temptation, how it is that you can, you know, not give in to temptation as an example. Lord, show me, help me. All of these things help you to develop an intimate relationship with him. And then the more you do so, the more you find that the, the Holy Spirit will be speaking to you in different ways. One way the Holy Spirit may speak to somebody is that when you go ahead and do something, you, you feel like a, a check, something within you is, is, is like, there's something there that just kind of feels like, mm, okay, mm, all right, Either I should do this or maybe, mm, maybe I shouldn't do this. You can't quite explain what it is, but you know that there's something there that's like, mm, that's one way the Holy Spirit speaks to you. For others, it could be through somebody else, which is a very common way. Somebody may send you a message and say, bro, sis, you know, can you do this or, you know, you know, listen to this or whatever. And through you receiving that message, at the time, you may even be in the middle of doing something that you know you shouldn't be doing. But by receiving that message and by hearing that message, it stopped you from doing something. That's the way the Holy Spirit has spoken to you in that situation. A classic way is through the word of God. So by reading the word of God, that is how the Holy Spirit, one of the main ways the Holy Spirit will speak to you. By reading his word. Meditating on his word. Even as I'm speaking to you now, this is one way. When you hear the word on a Sunday, when you listen to um, messages, maybe during the week, you may subscribe to you know different uh, um, uh, preachers, or uh, different platforms where the word is spoken. That's another way that the Holy Spirit can speak to you. But whatever way that the Holy Spirit is speaking to you, you need to develop and understand an ear that hears and recognizes when he's speaking and also obey, as I said before, obey what the Holy Spirit is saying to you. Now we're in a very, um, we're in a very difficult time, season right now with, um, this COVID-19 situation and so many things that are stemming from it. Obviously, as we know, we're kind of, you know, supposed to be coming out of lockdown uh, soon. And there's a roadmap as to when things may, you know, go back to some form of normality. And at the very center of all of this, that the whole vaccination situation, um, which has become very political because, you know, there's so many things that people have read and listened to with regards to the vaccination, which they make, they make them think that either they're, they're gonna, not going to touch it at all. Whereas other people think that 
you know, this vaccination is like something that they've been waiting for to do. You may ask what my take on it is. My take is based on what this word is saying. Be led by the Holy Spirit. Because what the Holy Spirit may say to me, he may, may be saying something very different to you. So the key is that vaccination or whatever it is in your life, you need to listen to the Holy Spirit, but you have to take the time out to develop your walk with the Lord, to hear what the Holy Spirit is saying to you. Proverbs 23 verse 12 says this, apply your heart to instruction and your ears to words of knowledge. Apply your heart to instruction and your ears to words of knowledge. The Holy Spirit is the one that will instruct you. So apply your heart to whatever the Holy Spirit is saying to you. Words of knowledge. Again, the Holy Spirit will give you words of knowledge. But you need to hear what the Holy Spirit is saying to you in order to receive that knowledge. You know, in the Old Testament, they had to rely on the, on the prophets. In order for people like yourself and I, who, you know, were, uh, were followers of, uh, and Christians, in order for us to hear the word of God in the Old Testament, a prophet would need to come and speak and declare the things that God was saying through the prophets. You know, I've been looking at the book of Jeremiah recently, and there's a story in the book of Jeremiah that's really interesting. It's about, um, in, in chapter 42, it's about a governor um, named Ishmael. And he was placed in charge of, of the nation of the Babylonians at the time. And whilst he was placed in charge, this guy was causing havoc. He was slaughtering killing people left right and center and as a result as you can imagine people were petrified living in that place because this guy was literally just killing people anyhow but um but god knew what was happening of course and god spoke through jeremiah and gave him a word i'm going to quickly read this word in jeremiah chapter 42 verse 1 to 6 says this then all the army officers, including Johanan, son of Keriah, and Jezaniah, son of Hoshaniah, and all the people from the least to the greatest approached Jeremiah the prophet, and they said this to him, please hear our petition and pray to the Lord your God for this entire remnant. Remnant just means like a group of uh, set-apart people. For as you now see, though we were once many, now only a few are left because they've been killed. And they said this, pray that the Lord your God will tell us where we should go and what we should do. I have heard you, replied Jeremiah, the prophet, and I will certainly pray to the Lord your God, just as you have requested. And I will tell you everything the Lord says, and I will keep nothing back from you. Then they replied to Jeremiah and said, May the Lord be a true and faithful witness against us if we do not act in accordance with everything the Lord your God sends us, sends you to tell us. Whether it is favorable or unfavorable, we will obey the Lord our God to whom we are sending you so that it will be well with us for we will obey the Lord our God. 
Now these people initially, they were children of God, but you know, they, at times they had one foot in the kingdom, one foot out of the kingdom. But because of the situation where this guy Ishmael was just killing people, they were in a sense desperate. And they said that whatever instruction that Jeremiah received from the Lord, he said, whether it's favorable or unfavorable, we will obey the Lord our God. And this is the same attitude that I'm courage enough to have. Because on paper, sometimes what you, we, 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 we may hear God telling us to do doesn't sound favorable. Doesn't sound as though it's something that we should do. Sometimes when we receive instruction from the Holy Spirit. But as I said before, as you obey the Lord God, he will honor you. He will bless you. He will favor you. And I want to encourage you this morning that whatever is happening in your life, learn to listen and obey the Holy Spirit. Very soon I'm going to have to um, wrap up and, and I, I want to pray. But I've got a few more minutes left, so I'll, I'll continue. Just listen to the scripture in Proverbs chapter 14, verse 12. And this, this, this scripture really underpins the need for us to really be led by the Holy Spirit. It says this, Proverbs 12, uh, 14, verse 12. It says, there is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. That's the UK James Version. Let me, read, let me read it from the New International Version. No, sorry. Let me read Proverbs 16, 25. Similar scripture, but reading from the New International Version. It says, there is a way that appears right, but in the end it leads to death. That one's just a bit more simplistic. Now see, the reference to death in this scripture, it's saying there's a way that seems right, but in the end it leads to death. The reference to death is both a literal death, but also it's a metaphorical death. In other words, at the end of it, there's no fruit, there's no life. So there are ways that you and I have right now. There are ideas, there are plans, there are things that are on our heart. That in our mind, they appear correct. They appear as though there's something that we should follow. But the end of it may lead to death. And as I said, it could actually, it could be a physical death whereby you may lose your life. It could be. But at the same time, it could be a death whereby that thing is a waste of time. There's no life in it. It is fruitless. Everybody else may be doing it and it looks as though it's something that you should invest in, something that you should give your time and commit to, etc. But it is lifeless. And the Bible says that there is a way. And the scary thing about this scripture is that it says that it appears to be right. So everything about it looks correct. But the end leads to death. See, the only way that you can ensure that all your ways are approved of God is what I've said at the very beginning, is being led by the Holy Spirit. Because of time and because I want us to give time to pray for the children, I want to just pause here and I want to pray. Now I've said quite a bit and I haven't really even got into my this word at all, to be honest. This is just 
the foundation part. But I've said quite a few things. But the very essence and the, key, the core of what I'm saying to you is that we need to spend time hearing what the Holy Spirit is saying to us. It starts with spending time with the Lord. It starts with developing and building our relationship with him. You cannot cut corners when it comes to that. Just think of your friends, your relationship with your friends or, or, or different ones. In order for you to get to know them, you have to spend time with them. You have to be around them. You understand their ways. You understand the things that they like or they don't like, etc. It's the same when it comes to the Lord. And by reading his word and by allowing, you're not reading it like you're reading a, a magazine or a paper. You're reading it to transform you and to change you. As you read God's word, you look, you read God's word, you look at your life and you see where there's a difference and you, you adapt. You say, Lord, help me. I can see that I'm supposed to be like this. I'm supposed to uh, manifest the, the fruit of the spirit of love, patience, peace, etc. But I'm not really very patient. I don't really show love that much. Lord, change me. This is how you develop and get to, to grow in your relationship with the Lord. And by doing so, you'll be able to hear the Holy Spirit speak to you and then be led by him. So right now I want to pray. I've said, I've said a lot of things and you may be in a position where you want to really be led by the Holy Spirit, but you're finding it difficult because of the things in your life that may be blocking you from hearing the Holy Spirit. Or you may have a, you know, a, a battle with a certain thing that's preventing you from being led by the Holy Spirit. If that's you, Wherever you are, I just want to pray with you right now and pray that the Lord will just touch you, that the Lord will give you a new desire to spend time in his presence to allow the Holy Spirit to lead you. So right now, just wait, just raise your hand if that's you. You want the Holy Spirit to really uh, uh, minister to you, for you to be in a position where you are totally led by him, that anything that you know that has been a distraction, anything in your life that you know has been stopping you from hearing him, you're saying this morning that you want to surrender that thing you want to commit it to God. Just as the song says, with the I surrender all, you want to surrender these things before God so that you can hear what the Lord is saying to you. Just raise your hand. I just want to pray for you. That's you. Father, you see those hands raised. Lord, I want to pray for each and every individual of God in this area. I ask of God that, Lord, that you would just pour your spirit upon each person. Help them, oh God. Where there are battles, where there are struggles, where there are areas on their heart, oh God, where they know, oh God, that Lord, they need to really surrender to you. I ask, oh God, that Lord, that you will touch each and every person. Where there's even any sin in our lives, oh God, where we have entertained things that you know we shouldn't be doing. On behalf of these ones, I ask for your forgiveness also. And you will have mercy on us, oh God that you will help us, Father God, to be led by your Spirit, to draw closer to you in all that we are doing. Father, help us. Help every single person whose hands are raised. Be with them, we pray, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Finally, I want someone to pray for those of us here who really have a desire to not just be led by the Holy Spirit but to obey what he's saying to us where there may be a struggle at times we know the Holy Spirit has been speaking to us about things but we've been disobedient again I want to pray 
in that area. Father, I bring all of us before you. I bring myself before you. Where, Lord, you can speak into us about certain things that we disobey your instructions. We've done our own thing as opposed to doing what you want us to do. Father, forgive us. Father, right now we make a, a, a decision and a, a, a declaration before you that, Lord, you will help us to obey everything that you are asking us to do. Just as the, uh, the, the remnant said in Jeremiah, that whether it's favorable or unfavorable, that we will obey the law. Father, that is also our confession, that we will obey you, whether it is favorable on paper or not. We will obey what you are telling us to do. So, Father, help us with this, we pray. We give you thanks and praise. In Jesus' name, amen.